Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Remain Centered. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello, everyone. Welcome. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. I've been around a long time now, over 30 years. Actually, that's not a long time when you consider the history of the world. But uh, for me, it's a long time, 30 years, and I'm happy about that. So let's go ahead and get started and let's take a call. This call is coming in from California. Hello, my name is Anne. I'm from Richmond. And I'm calling about um, my mom's state that my marriage is unlawful and God is not pleased. I'm having a very difficult time with that because he is the love of my life. And according to many books, it says that that I should divorce him. The worst thing about all of this is that he is incarcerated for 15 to life for one-time DUI. I love him so much. And I don't want to lose him, but in going to heaven. Thank you. I have a book, and it's called The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. And I think it's in that book that I talk about... uh, where one of my listeners or one of my viewers on YouTube uh, said, you know, I'm having a problem with my mother-in-law. Well, she's just bossing us around all the time. And I said that, you know, if you can be around her and not resent her and be patient without anger underneath. If you can do that, then that would be good. Because it's good, you could say good therapy, to practice being around people who are irritating or bossy or meddlesome and opinionated and difficult. That's a good word for difficult. If you can be around them and practice patience, then you grow in character. But the problem is, that it's hard to be around such people without being pulled into their, what's the word to use? To become entangled in their ideas and their thoughts and their pressures. And it's difficult not to become resentful. And when you're resentful, well, let me continue with my thread of thought here. So I said to this person, I said, if you can do that, well, that would be nice. But you know what I said? You and your husband might be better off to move somewhere else and start a new life. Start your little family far away from the meddlesome one. And that's good advice all the way around. Now, people around us can be difficult, especially parents and relatives. 
because they want to run your life and they want to tell you what to do. And they're very clever and they know how to push all your buttons because once upon a time you were a little child and they emotionalized you, these relatives, and they scared you and they pressured you and they upset you. And now they know how to push your buttons. And when they push your buttons, you become upset. And then when you become upset, you fall away from your own inner ground of good and from which you could have resisted their pressures. And then you feel guilty because undoubtedly they make you resentful. And when you become resentful, then you become guilty for the resentment and then you feel undermined and you fall under their sway. Do you understand? So I think the points that I just made are possibly relevant in your situation because there's always someone who has ideas about how you should live your life. Now, admittedly, sometimes their ideas are, are good. If my, I'm just making something up, but I'm just going to say, if my uncle came to me or my dad came to me and they said, hey, Roland, when was the last time you rotated your tires? And I said, well, it must have been, I don't know. They said, well, you better rotate your tires. They last longer. See what I mean? So it's a good idea. But when it comes to matters of the heart, when it comes to the deep things of life, you don't want people meddling, but they will meddle. So you have to keep them on the outside and not let them get inside because otherwise their pressures on the outside become pressure inside. So um, all I can say is that love is a very beautiful thing and it's, it's a very powerful thing, love. It's very powerful. And to love someone is, uh, is a sweet thing. And God created love, you know. He created it. Now, I also know that there are many nice people in prison. There are many people in prison who made a little mistake or who uh, are actually falsely accused or who made a few little mistakes. But then, you know, the book was thrown at them. So there are a lot of nice people in prison. Or maybe they were just a, a square square peg in a round hole. What's the expression? Or a round peg in a square I can't think of the expression, but you know what I mean. They're a little different. They wanted to march to their own drummer. They wanted to be their own person. And they didn't know how. Because the pressures were so intense. And people were dumping all over them. And... and Things were difficult, and they wanted to be their own person. And the only way they knew how was to rebel. And when people pressured them, the only thing they knew to do was to get angry and to become resentful. So they became angry and they became resentful. And then they did something wrong to rebel, to be their, you know, like some people, they want to have tattoos or they wear, they, you know, they color their hair purple or they just, they wanted, they want to be their own self. Well, there is a way to creatively rebel, and that is to get in touch with your inner ground of being and then begin to blossom as the good Lord intended. But everywhere you go, people don't like that. Did you know that Albert Einstein, when he was in school, one of his teachers hated him? And why did the teacher hate Albert Einstein? Because he sat at the back of the classroom with a little 
with a little grin on his face. And he didn't, you know, kowtow and, and bow down to and, and worship the, uh, the teacher. He didn't respect the teacher. And so the teacher hated him for that. Because what did he want? He wanted conformity. So today, Albert Einstein, he would be called oppositional. They'd say, well, you have, Albert Einstein, you have oppositional disorder. That's right. Or what's the other word that they use? Non, um, oh, there's another word for it. I can't think of it right now. But they would, they would label him somehow or other. But you know, lucky for him, he dropped out. <laughs> That's right. He dropped out of school. But then later he found another school where the atmosphere was better and so on and so forth. So I also know that, that there are men who, who take advantage of women and can string them along. And I know there's that too. And then I know there are people in prison who should be in prison. So I don't know the circumstances. All I can say is that there's two things that I can say. Number one, don't resent your mom, your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, whoever is trying to tell you how to live your life. Don't resent them. Hear what they have to say. And then... You'll have, to, you'll have to see for yourself what is right. I can't tell you. I cannot tell you what is the right thing to do because I don't know the circumstances and I'm not walking in your shoes. But I can say that your first line of defense is not to resent them because there always will be there. There always will be someone there who's meddlesome and who maybe they're well-meaning and maybe they're not, but... They're giving you second-hand opinion and second-hand information. Do you remember where there was a lady and they were going to stone her because they said she had committed adultery and Christ said, Let he who is among you, who is without sin, cast the first stone. So they all had to walk away. So there are many people out there who are very judgmental and very legalistic and very opinionated. And you have to learn how to uh, let what they say go in one ear and out the other. And if they say something that's, that's wise, fine, then it's wise. If they say something that's not so good, then you just don't worry about it. It's like driving. You know, when you're out driving, there are always going to be people who drive too fast, who cut you off, who change lanes without signaling, who follow too close, who have a bad attitude, who honk their horn. They're always going to be there. So you mustn't resent them. You go about your business and not be concerned. So the first thing you must do then is not resent these other people. Then the second thing that you must do is become centered. And by that I mean not upset, not angry, not resentful. And, you know, my, my little meditation can be helpful in that regard. Become very centered. And then as time goes by, You'll see which way to go. You'll see. You'll know it intuitively. You'll know it within. And then you can intuitively do that. In the meantime, just go about your business. If you have children, take care of them. If you have a job, do your duty. Do your work. You have recreation. You have friends. Then be with your friends and do things. And you go about your life. But in your mind, you can kind of wonder. You can just wonder, well, I'm not quite sure what to do. And I'm wondering, and I would like to know, I want to do the right thing. 
And let that be a plea unto God, a silent cry, a silent wondering, and wait, and you'll you'll see. Um, hello, my name is Lorena. I'm calling uh, calling regarding some information about how to order your um, your um, CD, the sermons that come on the radio for some folks. Oh, where do I go to go get those? And I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I love your show. I really enjoy it so much. Thank you very much for all your wisdom. I'm calling from Bakersfield, California. Thank you, sir. You have a nice day. Bye. Well, thank you very much for the call. Oh, yes. So, yeah, how do you order my stuff? Well, you know what? The best way is just to go to the website, www.sheddingshackles.com. Sheddingshackles.com. And I think if you got your iPhone, you have to put in www first. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment, give us a call at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Or visit our website at SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Thanks for listening. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Today I want to continue reading from a little book called Experiencing God Through Prayer by Madame Jeanne Guillon, a very nice lady. She lived around 1700 in France. She was a mystic. She wrote some wonderful things. Her most famous work, of course, is A Short and Easy Method of Prayer, which is translated into English in this version as Experiencing God Through Prayer. I want to continue reading from chapter 1. She said, the simple requirement, she said, first of all, she said, it's for anybody. You can be a prisoner. You can be a carpenter, an accountant, a clerk. You can be a dancer. You can be anything, a retired person. doesn't matter. It's for everyone. But you have to have a yielding heart. But here's something important. When I say you've got to have a yielding heart, then a lot of people, they think, well, I do. I have a yielding heart. I'm, I'm a nice person. I, I want to get along with everybody. 
I like to, to go to church and hear nice things and so on. Okay. But the yielding heart means two things. It means that you're willing to admit that you're wrong. And it often comes in those little moments. I'll give you an example. Your little child comes to you with something. A question. You know how kids come with questions, which is good. But you're impatient with your child. You want to drink your latte or you want to text something or you're doing something else. And you say, don't ask me now, I'm busy. And then you see your child get a, a tear in her eye. And then at that moment, you can either say, I'm sorry, I was impatient. I apologize. And then clear the air. That's just one little example. You get the idea. So, and then the other thing is, a yielding heart means also willingness to let go of grudges. Many of our grudges are very deep against your father for failing you. Okay, maybe he failed you. Maybe he was a decent guy, but somehow he failed you. And there's a deep resentment. It goes very deep. It goes way back. So a yielding heart means willingness to let go of that. Do you see? So a yielding heart is more than just saying, well, I want to be a nice person. It's a sincere thing. Either you... And see, most people don't. I'll give you a little clue. You may think you're a nice person, but you have grudges, you have resentments, you have judgments. There are some things you can't forget. Ah, there it is again. I can't forget what he said to me. I can't forget what he did to me. See? Well, maybe they did you wrong. But, see, you can see that they did you wrong, but let go of the judgment. Let go of the hatred. So, but then she goes on to say that it's for everybody. But the simple requirement is that you must learn to pray from your heart and not your head. See, first of all, the thoughts get in the way. Study gets in the way. Learning gets in the way. The intellectual, the one who studies chapter and verse, the one who spouts things eloquently, is lost in thought, lost in imagination, lost in words, lost in concepts. And they interfere with the direct connection with God from the heart. Heart to heart. It's a beautiful expression, a heart to heart talk. Do you remember there used to be an expression where someone would say, well, I want to sit down with you and I want to have, let's have a heart to heart talk. Heart to heart. Do you understand? That's why I said yesterday, maybe when you were a little child, you had a very nice grandma or grandpa or an uncle or someone who, who had a lot of love and patience. And when you sat down, I remember I had a doctor that way. I was in my 20s by, at that time, but he was an old-fashioned doctor. And he sat down. I came to the office, and it was the first visit. I sat in a chair, and then he sat in front of me. He had a white, the white uh, smock on, and he also had the old-fashioned mirror here. Do you remember a long time ago they would have a mirror here? And 
he looked at me and he said, now what's wrong? And it was so beautiful. It was heart to heart. You understand? So that's what you need, heart to heart with God. So the words get in the way. So now, do you see why Madame Grillon talks about prayer from the heart? You don't need words. God knows what you, what you need before you even ask him. But you still want to communicate and you still want to ask him. You want to communicate. And when he communicates with you, then you respond. Remember, I talked about the little meditation that we have. It's so beautiful. You should get it. it teaches you how to sit still and get out of your thoughts so you can have a heart-to-heart -heart with God. Remember I said that in the little meditation you close your eyes and you look at the little pixels of light on the inside of your eyelids. When you close your eyes, if you're sitting quietly in your room right now in front of the computer or you're sitting on a sofa or on a chair somewhere or you're laying in the grass outside, you can close your eyes. Look at the little pixels of light on the inside of your eyelid. It's a little warm glow of light. A little, little patterns of light, little sparkles of light, and watch them. And then at the same time, you can become aware of, let's say, your index finger. As you have your eyes closed and you're watching the little pixels, you can pay attention to, notice very gently, your index finger, and it will respond to your attention with a little tingle. Have you ever seen little kids when you, when you notice them? Mary, I'm surprised to see you here. And you're happy, and they're happy to see you too. And they just glow with delight. They respond to your loving attention. So if you gently notice your index finger, then it will respond with a little tingle. Now, when you, let me get back to this example again, it may be a harsh one for some of you, because some of you are very impatient, and some of you are actually mean with your kids and with people. But I'm going to get back to that little moment again where your child has a question and you're impatient. And then you realize it. Maybe the tear in her eye helps to awaken you to realize, but at the moment you realize it. And if you stay with that, then you're going to feel what? A little bit bad. Ashamed and a little bad that you were so impatient. And do you know what that is? That's a tiny heart-to-heart -heart with God. He's making you aware by way of your conscience, which, which is your closest link to God, your intuition, your conscience. When you make a little error, he makes you aware right away. He's paying attention to you by way of your conscience. Because you did something wrong, you were impatient with your child. And if, if you respond to that, that he makes you aware with a little bit of sadness. 
And then you respond by admitting it in your heart quietly. And then you say to your daughter, I'm sorry. Do you see the beauty of it? That could be the beginning of a whole new life for you. It begins so small and so simple. So you must respond to your Creator. Now, remember when Christ was on the, the earth for his beginning of his announcing the kingdom of God had come. Some people heard what he said and they responded with joy. Other people, they didn't like what he said at all. Is that hard to? Isn't that amazing? So who, who's going to respond to him with joy and who won't? Who's going to hear what he says and then it, it makes him feel bad and they run away, but then they think about it and realize he's right and come back? Who can say? Who will run away and, and harden their heart? Who can say? It's a mystery. But if you're one of those that loves, deep down in your heart you love the truth, then you will respond at some point and then your whole life will change for the better. Now let's continue with Madame Grillon. She says, I'm reading from Madame Grillon from her book, Experiencing God Through Prayer. It's an English translation and the editor of this little book is Donna C. Arthur. It's a very beautiful book. tell the story. How I came upon this book. Would you like to hear the story? There was a chaplain, Ray. He had a prison ministry for many years. He ministered to prisons. He went to prisons and he visited with the prisoners. There's a lot of nice people in prison, you know. They made one mistake or they were, or maybe they were put there for no reason. They were falsely accused. There's a lot of nice people. But anyway, he had a prison ministry and then he also had a radio program. It used to be on the radio in the Bay Area. I loved it. I used to listen to him every night. But he talked about this book, and he, he offered this book, this Experiencing God Through Prayer. He offered this book. If you send in a little donation of any amount, he would send it to you. So I sent in a little donation, and I got it. And I tell the story of that, and much more, in the introduction to a book that I edited, it's called A Guide to True Peace Revisited. It's a beautiful book, A Guide to True Peace Revisited. It's on Amazon. Oh, it's beautiful. Maybe I'll read a little bit sometime. But now we're reading from Madame Guillaume, reading from chapter one. She says, I have found it easy to obtain the presence of God. He desires to be more present to us than we are to seek him. He desires to give himself to us more readily than we are to receive him. We only need to know how to seek God, and this is easier and more natural than breathing. Beautiful. Oh, dear ones, do not think of yourselves as misfits. By prayer, you can live in God's presence with as little effort as you live on the very air that you are now breathing. It's very beautiful. Madame Grillon. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. 
Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener supported. Thank you.